With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from Fanball.com, here's the host for Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian. It is time for America's longest-running fantasy show, Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm your host, Paul Charchian from Fanball.com. My co-hosts this week are Scott Fish and Matt Harrison. Hello, guys. What's going on, Charch? Um, well, I'm talking to you. That's what's going on. I know. We're, we're bringing fun. Week 10 fantasy advice to people. Ah, it's very exciting. Big pull it. of that caffeinated beverage, and I'm ready. All right, go. Here we go. But, yeah, bring it on, baby. If you can't do it, the caffeine can. <laughs> it will. Uh, over the course of today, we're going to break down every game fantasy style. Like always, we give you letter grades on every meaningful player. We tell you our rationale behind those grades so you can decide if you agree with us or not. We'll answer three tough questions. We'll give you nine players upon whom which you can take a chance. And we will jump into our time machine and give you some premature speculation as to who to pick up this week. And everybody else will be trying to pick up next week. That's uh, I think we rocked it last week, by the way. I think we had some good ones on there, but I don't remember who they were, but I remember Kareem Hunt was one of them. I think that's going to work out well. Well, it wasn't the two of us on the show yeah, with you, so you last week, so me. so of course we so didn't listen. Good. We didn't yeah, listen, didn't listen at, all. at all. Thank no. you. Yes, that's that's a heck of an endorsement for our show. <laughs> uh, let's jump into the matchups, Matt, beginning with you. Your first Ravens taking on the Bengals. The Bengals' run defense has been terrible. Their pass defense has been good, and here comes the Ravens, who love to run the ball. It's weird, because I, my first note is, on the Ravens' side, start everyone who runs the ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Mark Ingram gets an A grade. Gus, I Edwards is even startable in a pinch. It's a 16 by week. I think he so. is startable. Uh, yeah. I think it's a great matchup for him. Um, he is for sure. I almost take on him. He, I, I almost take I was my take on for a while. Was he? Yeah. yeah. By the way, for those that are new to the show, take on Take a chance on me, players. Hmm, yes. Yes. Uh, so the Bengals are bottom five in rushing attempts allowed, yards per game allowed, yards per carry, rushing Wait, touchdowns. He is my take on guy. yards <laughs> to running backs and receiving <laughs> touchdowns allowed to running backs. Edwards is your, t- your take a <laughs> yes. chance on me, guy? Yeah. That's weird, because normally we'd throw this matchup later. Uh, yes. Anyway, Gus Edwards, you can start him, too. He's Charch's take a chance on me. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, by the way, he gets an A grade. He's probably Charch's top quarterback this week, I would imagine. Pretty uh, close. I, he's one or two. Uh, Bengals have only given up 11 touchdowns through the air this year, but have allowed 140 more 
rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks than any other team in the league, and that's mostly due to Lamar Jackson torching them for 152 and a score in the earlier meeting about three weeks ago. Uh, the only other start grade on the on the Ravens side I have is Mark Andrews, and it's kind of a tepid B grade because. There's a tight end wasteland this this week, mm-hmm. and Andrews is still a good starter. I think he's still the top tight end there, despite Nick Boyle having twice as many targets and catches last week. Andrews has been dinged up a little bit. Um, it's concerning that he only had 34% of the snaps last week and only ran 14 routes against the Patriots, but that was the Patriots, and maybe yeah. they were playing a different kind of ball game. But he's basically the only tight end that's done anything against the Bengals this year. Um, He had six for 99 in the first meeting, and Dawson Knox was the only tight end to score against the Bengals this year. So you haven't needed to use a tight end to beat the Bengals, so that's why Mark Andrews is only just a B grade. And that's really, I don't think the Bengals are a great pass defense. You just don't have to pass, so teams don't. You don't. And that's why I'm benching all the wide receivers. Agreed. Uh, No Baltimore wide receiver has more than five targets in a game since week four. That's ridiculous. I know, it's terrible. Uh, The last time these teams played... Miles Boykin's two catches for 28 yards was the top fantasy day for all wide receivers. Um, On the other side, A.J. Green had a setback. He's out indefinitely. Some say his ankle responded poorly to practice this week. Others think his ankle responded poorly to seeing Ryan Finley taking first-team reps. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll have the ankle on Or maybe he just saw Jalen Ramsey sit out and get a contract. Yeah, that could be it, too. uh, The ankle did. Yeah, right. The ankle side. Finley's on the bench, by the way. Eight of the nine quarterbacks to face the Ravens have been held to zero or one touchdown passes and over the last five games the Ravens has ha- have had as many picks as touchdowns allowed which means Tyler Boyd and Outen Tate aren't doing very good. Mm-hmm. Tate had the bigger game last time these teams faced registering five catches for 91 yards on 12 targets but that was with Andy Dalton Boyd was targeted seven times and only had three catches for ten. Of the two, I'd give Boyd the tepid C. The Ravens have allowed big days to a handful of slot receivers, including Landry, Kirk, Fitzgerald, Juju, Sanu, Edelman, Lockett. Yeah, I'll I'll mention this. and This goes back to one of the long-held beliefs of this show, Fantasy Football Weekly. What is... When something is bad for an offense, it's bad for all the players on the offense. When A.J. Green is out, you get far less productivity from Tyler Boyd historically than when A.J. Green is in. I can't imagine Ryan Finley is good for the offense either. No, that's that's not not a good thing. It might just focus on Tyler Boyd or something like that. But Joe Mixon, I only gave a C-grade too, and it's it's closer to a bench. Mixon had his best day of the year last week, but only logged... 53% of the offensive snaps and managed only 3.7 yards per carry. He only got 39 yards on 10 touches in the last meeting with the Ravens. That's about the floor. Unfortunately, well, it's like my it? basement apartment in college where the ceiling and the floor are really close to each other. I think he had like two yards. A um, the Ravens are only allowing 56.8 rushing yards to the running back position over their last four games. I think that's the high water mark. It's about 57 <laughs> yards for Joe. So it's it's just bad all around in Cincy. Yeah, it's it's been a t- it, it's I hate I hate this. This is I, I'm just I'm not I'm not. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. We told you Joe Mixon was sitting on a bad season. The offensive line was going to make it really hard for him. If you can still not happy acquire about it. Joe Mixon in a dynasty or an empire, yeah, maybe I'd next go, year. go out and look for him because they're probably going to have a new quarterback. They're probably going to spend some high draft picks on the offensive line. That's fair. I think Zach Taylor's probably a good offensive mind. 
It's well, gonna it's gonna come back God. around. That, I, oh man, that the management I, that says that, yeah, that it, team. I, I think he, like, I think Matt's right though. I think this is a yeah. it's gonna be historically. We'll look back and go. This was this, the buy oh, low moment yeah, on easily. Joe Mixon. Yeah, I think this is the time to go grab him. Chiefs take on the Titans, and the Chiefs will get Patrick Mahomes back. He's got the injured knee, so he's gonna be wearing a brace, and that means that Mahomes' mobility will be limited at least somewhat, and that does sap some of his productivity here. He's not like my normal number one quarterback for the week, um, but he does get an A grade. Titans secondary is a middle-of-the-pack unit, allowing exactly two touchdowns in five different games, including the last three games straight, two touchdowns. So um, one of the reasons I, d- I do like Mahomes, though, Titans just put Malcolm Butler on IR. Tyreek Hill going to just run through this defense. So yeah. I, I like Tyreek Hill a lot. He also gets an A grade. He's averaged 108 yards with a score in the two games started by Matt Moore and has scored four times in as many games since his return from injury. We like all of those numbers. No Malcolm Butler, as I mentioned. Um, this is a great opportunity for Tyreek Hill, who's an A grade, and so is Travis Kelsey, who averages 20 extra yards in Mahomes games as opposed to Matt Moore games, and he goes back to being an obvious A starter. Now, Sammy Watkins shows Shows up here as an opportunity as well. Again, um, he I think the Malcolm Butler loss will be will at least sometimes affect Sammy Watkins, but he also runs out of the slot a lot, and that puts him up against Logan Ryan, who has surrendered just one score in his last seven games. So a C start on Sammy Watkins, but he is startable here. Let's go to Damian Williams, who ripped off that 91 yarder last week. A reminder that outside of that run, Damian Williams has been dreadful, averaging 2.3 yards per carry and maybe more importantly, eight carries per game. That's it. Do not chase last week's 91-yarder. It's I, There is one exception to that. If the You're Titans, in charge of league? Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> then go ahead. Start all you want if you're playing against me. Um, it, the Titans are an excellent run defense, but only when their starting defensive tackle, Jarrell Casey, is playing. If he for if he has a setback and does not play, we think he's going to play. If he doesn't play, then Damian Williams would be elevated up to a higher status. As it is right now, I have a begrudging C grade on him because LaShawn McCoy is not even a factor in this offense anymore. Diminishing workload in four straight games. He's on the bench. Mecole Hardman averaging 10 plays per game since Sammy Watkins came back. He's on the bench. And Demarcus Robinson has had diminishing snap counts in six straight games. He's on the bench. I got a fun stat for you on McCoy. All right, let's hear it. Since he fumbled two games ago, he's had six touches. Yeah, there you go. How about in a standard redraft league, 12-teamer? How many Chiefs are rosterable right now? Well, you got Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey. Bang, they're in. And then after that, it's it's you got Sammy Watkins, Watkins. as a middling starter, and then Damian Williams as a. I've low seen Damian Williams play. hit waiver wires and in some leagues. I would and, understand that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but it's still the starting running back on a Chiefs offense. Yeah. So I, you know, I wouldn't drop him by any stretch. All right, let's go to the Tennessee side. Derrick Henry is an obvious A grade here. The Chiefs' run defense has been better over the last three games, holding quality runners Philip Lindsay, Aaron Jones, and Dalvin Cook to an average of 58 rushing yards. None of them scored. Still, 
I'm not ready to say that this is a stopper run defense in Kansas City. Henry has seen his rushing attempts, rushing yards, and snap percentage decrease in three consecutive games, but his yards per carry has increased. He's being more effective on fewer carries, and he's still a workhorse getting uh, who's yielding no runs to Deion Lewis whatsoever. And Henry is the only Tennessee back with a carry inside the five-yard line, so any touchdowns will go to him. He is an A grade. For the passing game, I've only got two players you could start, and that's Ryan Tannehill with a C grade. Even though he's been good over the last three weeks, averaging, depending on your scoring system, roughly quarterback five, quarterback six, quarterback seven. That's awfully good for Ryan Tannehill since becoming the starter. But the Kansas City secondary is much improved from last year. Even though they allowed back-to-back three touchdown games, they've played way better than those box scores suggest. And prior to those games, they'd allow just 1.1 touchdowns per game. I've got a C grade on Ryan Tannehill. A C grade on A.J. Brown, who's commanded at least seven targets in two of Tannehill's three games while notching at least 64 yards and or a touchdown in each of those games. It's, again, Chief Secondary's been good. Um, Over the last five weeks, only the Chicago Bears have yielded fewer fantasy points per game to opposing receivers in Kansas City. So it is it is only a C grade on A.J. Brown. Corey Davis is uh, got a hip injury, and he is not expected to play in this game. Oh, one other guy. I uh, I missed this on page two. Another C grade, Jonu Smith. Delaney Walker expected to miss this game. Smith's been getting 75% of the tight end snaps since Walker left. Opposing teams have been targeting the tight end against the Chiefs. They're tied for the league lead in tight end targets against Mm. them. They've had 87 tight end passes come their way this year. Only three uh, tight ends have topped 39 yards, though. So even though there's a lot of attempts, they aren't necessarily being super productive. In a 16 bye week, Jonu Smith, C grade. Hmm. Let's go to uh, the Cardinals taking on the Bucks, And I know where you want to start with this, Scott. Fantasy football's highest scoring kicker going up against the defense, (laughs) allowing the most points to kickers. Yes. I'm sure that's where you were. You know me and kickers. It's all about the kicker analysis for you. That's where you were going with Zane Gonzalez as an A grade. Is Scott Fishbowl next year going to be like two kicker positions for each team? Yeah, all kicker flexes. (laughs) That's all it is. Uh, No, we're not going to start there, Charge. No. Honestly, this game is going to be fun to watch, though. I want to inject the shootout potential of this game in my veins because it's it's like uh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, need to get you to a program, it but but, the, but I'm touching my arm too. The, it was disgusting the, to see. The, the over under on this game is 52. Uh, the average combined scores in our Arizona Cardinals games 50 points. The average po- combined points scored in Bucks games this year 60 points. Jeez. There's a lot of scoring yep. when the, when these two are meet. There should be a lot of scoring. Uh, both teams in the match in this matchup are bottom four in a bunch of categories against quarterbacks. So I have Winston and Murray with A's. I'm going to flip side to side Winston. there. Yeah. I, I have them both with A grades. Um, uh, let's stay on the Cardinals side though. I'm gonna I'm gonna give B grades to both his two main options. Uh, Kirk did get shut down against San Francisco, but he had double digit targets the prior week and uh, three of the games he's played with Kyler, he's had double digit targets. Yeah. Three of his five or six games. Christian Kirk's available in a lot of leagues yeah, after that crazy. extended absence of his. He's yeah. a great opportunity for he's, him. He's actually had more targets uh, than Fitzgerald in each of the last three games they played together. Yeah, because you know Kirk missed some time. Fitz has been a pretty big disappointment this I, year. In I am I'm still giving him. A 
a B grade because of the matchup. The Bucks have allowed 10 wide receiver touchdowns in just the last five games, and five wide receivers went over 120 yards. 13 different wide receivers in those five weeks, top 70 yards or scored. In five weeks, 13 of them. Now, the Bucks' slot cornerback for the last two seasons has been MJ Stewart, but he was so bad that they benched him. And they've been cobbling together other other help in the slot. The Bucks have, but now here come here comes the Cardinals with two slot receivers as their yeah, number one and number exactly. two receiving targets. Slot receivers. Yep. So that might put MJ Stewart back on the field, and that would be a huge bonus <laughs> for either Fitzgerald or Kirk. Yeah, it's it, it's a matchup I like for both of them, but I'm giving them both B grades. Uh, I I do think Murray gets it done though. Uh, I have Clay on the bench. Uh, Bucks are. Might be bad against tight ends, but you're not trusting Charles Clay for no, anything. I can't go there. Um, Johnson and Drake. Oh, man, the Bucks' run D is actually pretty decent this no, year. No, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, three point three yards per carry and just four total running back touchdowns. Mm-hmm. My the, the even McCaffrey was held to fifty seven total yards, and yeah. he had two of those four touchdowns. Yeah, so. I actually have both of them on the bench. I can see giving them a, a C-grade dart throw because there's six teams on by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that J- David Johnson was working out of the slot a lot this week in practice with, with Kenyon Drake, and they were trying to get them both on the field, so that could be interesting. Yeah, But I'm worried against a good run, D, that it'll sap both of them. So, I but, think that's fair. Uh, over on the over on the Buck side... Evans is an A and Godwin's an A. I really don't feel like we need to talk about that much, do we? It's against. Well, certainly not Evans, who's been red hot. Yeah. Uh, now, for Godwin, okay. it's, you know, a lot of Evans, when Evans is having these blow up right. monster games, Godwin's not. Yeah. Godwin, they, they've both come, I think two games they've had that, that both of them were oh, had decent games. But in this one, three of the four 100 yard games against the Cardinals came from the slot. Hmm. Um, and Godwin does play all, all over, but it's 60% from the slot. So I, I like his matchup there. I'm still giving him an A grade. Uh, you're not you're not benching him. All right. I, I brought a prop that won't work well on radio here, but between Brayton and Howard, Wait, it's not your veins, is it? Nope. Against, oh, against Thank the, God. You start all tight ends against the Cardinals. Yes. But you have Cameron Brayt and OJ Howard coming back. I, I don't know if flip this. I don't here. know if Brayt's gonna play. Yeah. There's yeah. that. Well, okay. I'm going to see You're flipping here. the FFW <laughs> says, bench says, star coin. Yeah. It says to start OJ Howard. There we go. I, Good. I, that's a Howard for sure. <laughs> And it says to start Bray, too. I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. I, I'm believing. I, I think you should start Howard over Bray. He's, I, he's, I do, too. He's healthy, for one C-grade thing. there. Uh, in the running game, oh, wow. <laughs> this, I'll talk about the running game later because that's my take a chance on me running uh, Okay, back. all right. Well, then how we'll, did, we'll come how back did to we that. we do that? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about that next segment a little bit. Uh, the Bucks. Uh, I assume, well, We'll find out. It'll yeah. be it'll be a big surprise. Huge surprise. Speaking of next segment, uh, it's called "Take a Chance on Me." It's nine players you wouldn't ordinarily start, but you can this week. One of them may be a Buccaneers running back. One of them may be a Ravens running back. We'll find out. We'll find I'll out. Come back. That's gonna be very exciting. Come back after the break. Absolutely. Everything Charge is available at Fanball.com by going to Fanball.com/slash/Charge. You get instant access to my weekly rankings, my free one thousand dollar weekly contest, our podcasts, and plenty more. You are listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Football Weekly returns. I am Paul Charchian. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Charchian. I am with Matt Harrison. He is Explosive Output and Scott Fish. I'm Scott Fish 24 on Twitter. At, at Scott Fish 24 on Twitter. Nine players not normally in your starting lineup, many of whom are available on the waiver wire. It is Take a Chance on Me. And it's a very royalty free version, as we like to say. These three sleeper quarterbacks, running backs, and receivers, when they hit pay dirt, you pay us exactly what we paid for this crappy song. Zero dollars. Nothing. Not e- not even a penny. Not even a piece of a penny. I wonder if people could send us more copies Can, of this song. It, that would be... What do you mean? You mean... Not not covering this song, but just different take a chance on I'm, me type of song. I mean, if they change their mind, we'll be the first in line. Because, <laughs> honey, I'm still free. Yeah, are you free? I wish Abba was free. That would be great. <laughs> you could Jeez. take a chance on I know, we need, maybe Sam Darnold. When does music hit the public domain? Isn't the, Aren't these songs old enough now to hit the public <laughs> domain? like 100 years. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait a while. All right. Let's go to the quarterback position. Matt, who's your take a chance on me quarterback? Uh, it is uh, Sam Darnold, who I put a big uh, in parentheses yuck next to when I did oh. this. Um, the trends are going in the correct direction in his last three games. Well, not for him, they're not. Yeah, for him. He's gone from 86 yards passing <laughs> to 218 okay. to 260. Okay. And he's gone from four interceptions to three interceptions to only one last right, week. Well, can, there it is. Right, there's that. Okay. And guess what? The Giants defense has allowed an NFL high 8.9 yards per pass attempt plus four of 
the last five quarterbacks who have faced the Giants have thrown for 300 yards or multiple scores, and that includes three touchdown passes to each of the quarterbacks in the last two weeks. Sam Darnold. All right. Scott, you take a chance on me, quarterback. You know what? I'm going with Jimmy G. A lot of people, yeah, I, baby. I, I am really shocked by his ownership. Not, It's like 70% or 67%. Yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. He's available out there. But more importantly, people aren't starting him very much because the, the 49ers, they don't need him to throw. They're running a lot. This game against Seattle, he's going to have to pass. Seattle's averaging 27 points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, In his career, when forced to attempt more than 33 passes, here's what Jimmy Garoppolo averages. 330. 30 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, I like it. We'd take that. Yeah. Are you calling 330 and two? Because uh, he's going to throw I'm, more I'm than... I'm calling it. I'm calling it. All right, okay. 330 and two. All right. Uh, Seattle's allowed the second most completions, most attempts, and fourth most passing yards over the last five games. I like it. I've got Daniel Jones going up against the Jets, the aforementioned Jets, and Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, Jones faces a Jets defense that was obliterated by Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzpatrick over the last two weeks. Gardner Minshew was just benched, and Ryan Fitzpatrick put, was benched earlier this season. Don't put Gardner Minshew in the same category as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Come on. He's not close. He's got a long way to go. First of all, Fitzpatrick's got way more facial hair. I mean, it's not even close right now. Is right. Minshew the I mean, stew stash? Uh, I think he's the, he's the stew wannabe, but I kind of like the stew stash. We might remember that. Um, over the past two weeks, Minshew and Fitzpatrick – Three touchdowns each, over 280 yards each against the Jets. They just put starting uh, cornerback Tremaine Johnson on IR. Every opposing quarterback has scored against the Jets, and Daniel Jones has thrown a touchdown in every game. Plus, he runs in some stuff a little bit, too. So, we'll roll all that together. Daniel Jones, our take-a-chance-on-me quarterback. Let's go to the running back position. You're the only one with a secret running back to this point. It is a secret secret. What's it look like? Um... It's J.D. McKissick. I'm going back to the well. I used him two weeks ago. It didn't work out quite the right way, but last week he looked okay. Um, And Tra... Trey Carson was put on IR. <laughs> so it's now a two-man timeshare between Ty Johnson and McKissick. Uh, Ty Johnson led the timeshare in snaps and touches last week, but it was McKissick who took his seven touches and turned them into 72 yards and a score. He's playing the Bears. The Bears yeah, are that's, good that's, on the ground, yeah. um, only allowing 3.7 yards per carry on the ground. And that's the fourth best in the league. But They've given up the second most receptions and the sixth most receiving yards oh, to running that's backs. McKissick's and that's right where there. McKissick All comes right. into play. So okay. I kind of like him this week. All right. Scott, you're taking a chance on me running back. Surprise, surprise, it's Ronald Jones. No. Uh, we did, you don't we, say. We did our waiver wire podcast earlier this week, and he was only 40% owned, which, yeah, which is, is shocking. ridiculous. Yes. I think it's risen to 60%, which is, uh, I'm sure. which is nice. But now uh, he's named the starter after Arians tried to ride the hot hand every week mm-hmm. for until now. He had 20 touches last week. If he gets 20 again, here's what the six running backs to have 20 touches against the Cards did. Average stat line, 132 yards and a score. That's the average stat line when you get 20 touches against the Cardinals. All right. So if he can get there. He should have a good game. Well, well fine. he's the starter. He has a chance. Ronald Jones could could get to 20. Uh, I've got Gus Edwards going up against Cincinnati. Surprise. It is. It's a big surprise for those that heard this last segment. The Bengals allow 178 total yards to running backs on a per-game basis. 1.4 touchdowns to running backs on a per-game basis. So it shouldn't surprise you that backup running backs are getting paid when they face the Bengals. These guys... 
Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, TJ Eldon, Jalen Samuels, Chase Edmonds, and Daryl Henderson, a bunch of backups, averaged 79 total yards and almost one touchdown per game when facing the Bengals. If we can get 79 yards and almost one touchdown out of Gus Edwards, bang, we're in. Bang. Bang. Let's go to the wide receiver position. Uh, I got Jamison Crowder, who's 54% owned on ESPN right now. With Sam Darnold at quarterback, Crowder is averaging nine targets per game. Here's the list of guys averaging nine targets per game this year. Mm. Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, DeAndre Hopkins, Julian Edelman, Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, and... Those wow. are all wide receiver ones that, and wide receiver twos. Yes, those are, well, other than Tyler Boyd. Yeah, right. that's right. Tyler Boyd's probably a wide receiver two nah. most of the time. All right. Still. In Crowder. So Crowder must suck to be in that, have got many targets and do so little with it. I don't know. This week he faces a Giants team that employs DeAndre Baker. Yes. A rookie slot corner that admitted the other day that he still doesn't understand the Giants <laughs> defensive scheme. <laughs> which is probably why oh boy. he's allowed a perfect 158. 8.3 passer rating in his slot coverage this year. Wow. That's really bad. Crowder's going to go off in this game. Man. You might. Yeah. You might be right. Uh, Scott, who is your take a chance on me receiver? I have Mike Gesicki, and I actually think he's got a pretty good schedule the rest of the season, too. Uh, pretty okay schedule. Uh, right now, he's third in air yards among tight ends over the last four year, four weeks, which is a pretty good indicator for potential production coming, mm-hmm. uh, if, if it hasn't already hit it, for everyone except for Mike Williams. Apparently, Mike Williams does not qualify for that. <laughs> no, uh, He's running routes on 75% of his snaps, and he's topped 50 yards in three of the last four, including a score last week, and now Preston Williams is out, so there should be a, a few more balls he can get. Uh, Ted Ginn's ownership is at negative 23 he goes up against the Falcons. That's not possible, Church. Well, I, I, I think it is. I okay. think, uh, I think twenty-three percent of leagues removed him from the database. I believe he was my premature speculation two weeks ago. Nicely done. Yeah. Because here he now here, here he pops is. up with a great opportunity against the Falcons. Uh, Tedgen on the field for about two thirds of the plays. Um, the Falcons have allowed. 32 receptions of 20 or more yards. Now, if you know anything about Ted Ginn, you know the whole deal on him is low quantity of of receptions that and he's a deep ball specialist, right? Mm-hmm. So you're right. just you were looking to get one good deep reception going to Ted Ginn. The Falcons have also allowed the eighth most 20 yard receptions per game, the f- uh, which is four, by the way. I think you can roll the dice on a long hookup here with Ted Ginn from Drew Brees. Let's, uh, let's roll to our next matchup, which is the Giants and Jets. Matt, we just talked about several Giants and Jets over the course of this yeah, game. Yeah, let me knock I, some out here. Yeah, and, and if we begin on the Giants side, I said I like Daniel Jones as my take a chance on me quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who among his receiving options do you like? Well, I'm just going to clear out all the guys we don't need to talk about. Because Saquon's <laughs> an easy A. Yep. Uh, Daniel Jones was charged take a chance on me quarterback. Sam Darnold was my take a chance on me quarterback. Jamison Crowder was my take a chance on me wide receiver. Evan Engram and Sterling Shepard are out. Yeah. Yes, so that's, there we go. That's two thirds of the matchup yep. already done. <laughs> uh, On to the other guys, you can start Golden Tate. I'm giving him a B grade. Tate mm-hmm. has averaged nine targets per game over the last three weeks with six or more catches in four straight. That's a good volume play right there. Yes, it is. Darius Slayton even gets a C grade. He ran a season high 49 pass routes last week, and outside speedsters like Chris Conley, Odell Beckham, and John Brown each topped 100 yards and scored against the Jets. Rhett Ellison mm. is in the 
six-team by apocalypse of tight ends uh, mentioning right here. Evan Engram's out. Ellison scored once this season. He faces a Jets defense that just gave up six catches to, for 95 yards to Mike Gesicki yeah. last week. So Ellison's in play in a very desperate moment. Uh, Le'Veon Bell on the other side. He's getting a B. Uh, Bell had an MRI on his knee this week. It came back clean. He's also dealing with an ankle injury that's limited in practice most of the week. He's probably going to suit up against a Giants team that has allowed 4.9 yards per carry to opposing backs over their last five games. It's a great matchup, but the injuries just take right. him down to a B. Agreed. Um, Robbie Anderson's getting a B. The Giants have given up the second most completions of 20 yards or more this season. Half of Darnold's throws of 20 yards or more have gone, gone to, to Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. No doubt. Uh, Chris Herndon's the last guy I'll mention. He's on the bench. He seems to be trending the right way with his hamstring injury, and he's being dropped in a lot of leagues. Though he might be worth stashing if you have tight end troubles. I'm leaving him on the bench because it's a hammy. Uh, Just like Adam Thielen last week, Mm -hmm. those have a little bit of a recurring status on them. And the Jets have treated him with kid gloves since returning from suspension. So we're going to play wait and see with Chris Herndon. All right, that sounds good. Did you know Fanball has daily fantasy auctions? Yes, auctions. They're great. They are great. If you love auctioning in the preseason, you're going to love auctioning for this weekend's games. Fanball auctions, they're fast-paced. They're frantic, incredibly fun as you've been on four players simultaneously against your real-life opponents can even win a little money the fanball auctions but i play well if i could play fanball auctions for money i can't because you know i work for the company and all if i could you just play because they're fun they're just so much fun fanball.com coming up next on fantasy football weekly we will break down more matchups including falcons and saints matt ryan returns we'll tell you what to expect from the falcons passing game as they take on a tricky saints secondary when we come back There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, 
Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. You are listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchi, and my co-hosts today are Matt Harrison and Scott Fish from Fanball.com. You can hear us over the air on many stations around the country, and this show is also a podcast available every Friday on all the major podcasting platforms, including the number one destination for podcasts, the iHeartRadio app. The Falcons take on the Saints. Uh, this is a uh, game in which Matt Ryan returns. We don't have to look at Matt Schaub again, and, and maybe that might be the last time we'll see Matt Schaub for a career, perhaps. The Falcons pass the ball more than any other team, 43 times per game. And because the Saints' run defense is so good, they're seeing the third fewest rushes. So that equates to guaranteed volume for Matt Ryan, and that many passes should yield good results for him. Ryan has topped 300 yards in every game but one. He's thrown multiple touchdowns in every game but two, and I see all of those things happening here i've got an a grade on matt ryan and i've got an a grade on his two top receiving targets julio jones and austin hooper one of the great success stories of this year let's start with julio jones jones brings his a game against the division rival saints notching over 90 yards in nine of the team's uh, last 10 meetings between these two jones will likely be followed by shutdown corner marshawn Lattimore. over the last five games Lattimore is allowing just 27 yards per game in his coverage that worries me a bit but we have seen Lattimore uh post some bad slip up games and julio jones is too good to bench so he remains an a grade austin hooper's fantasy football's highest scoring tight end and he's now scored in three consecutive games while hauling in at least six catches in five of the last six and he's basically matchup proof at this point Mm -hmm. although the saints have defended the tight end well as evidenced by only one touchdown allowed to the position they haven't seen anybody close to hooper's skill they faced a bunch of just soft tight ends this year so hooper remains an a calvin ridley sticking with the passing game in his two meetings against the saints he's posted lines of 146 yards and three touchdowns and then he had an Eight-catch, 93-yard game with a touchdown. Mm. I have reason to believe that's pretty good history right there for Calvin Ridley. Over the last three games, the Saints' pass defense has been just average, and that was against below-average passers like Gardner Minshew and, and Mitch Trubisky and Kyler Murray. Ridley should, should see mostly Eli Apple, who is allowing a passer rating of 107 in his coverage. And that brings us to then to the running game. Devonta Freeman averaging a career-low 3.4 yards per carry. It's been a dismal season for him. And the Saints allowing the third-least yards per carry over the last three games. I almost had a bench grade on Freeman, but only in part because Ito Smith is out, uh, I decided, ah, I'm going to go C grade on Freeman. And maybe, you know, he's bailed out fantasy owners with some solid receiving games. Catch here is New Orleans hasn't allowed a receiving touchdown to running backs all year, so I don't know that he helps that way either. It's just because Freeman's going to get so much work that I've got a C grade on him, but it's it's it was close. On the Atlanta side, did you even give us thought to a C grade for Russell Gage? 
his nine targets last week. I didn't, just to, to be honest. You think but it's you mostly could. a Schaub connection, mostly I, a heavy pass volume thing? Well, Schaub <laughs> to uh, Russell, that's everybody knows. That's, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a connection yeah, that's so unique the backups come to up, them. come in, they have. That's true. It's just now that Sanu's gone, maybe he's feeling yeah. that. I just don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go there, but if you want to, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the, the Saints side. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas are obvious A's. Over the last five weeks without Keon O'Neill, the Falcons are giving up 290 yards and three touchdowns per game through the air. Brees absolutely hammered the Falcons last year with nine touchdowns in the two games. <laughs> nine touchdowns in two games. Nine times? Nine. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. How many times? Nine times. There it is. Nine <laughs> times. Thomas, in these eight games against the Falcons... 73 receptions. <laughs> <laughs> he is currently on pace to break Marvin Harrison's single-season reception record. So, obvious A starts there, too. Uh, let's go to the... Well, a couple of the guys in the passing game. Ted Ginn was my take-a-chance-on-me-wide receiver. Jared Cook is back. He's most presumed to be mostly, if not entirely, healthy. He had scored in two straight games prior to getting hurt, and he matches up with Atlanta, who's allowed four tight end touchdowns in the last four weeks. So, there's an opportunity for Cook to get on the board here with a C grade. Let's go to the running game. I think Latavius Murray has earned the right to see a continued bigger role. Maybe not quite what we saw with Mark Ingram in the past, but more than he was getting before Alvin Kamara got hurt. Sounds like Alvin Kamara thinks so, too. Yeah. He does think, think so, too. <laughs> he gave his exactly. approval for it. Exactly. Um, Falcons have a sneaky good run defense. They're giving up four yards per carry. Uh, Murray doesn't catch very much. Mark Ingram could catch. Murray really isn't much of a pass catcher. So just a C grade on Murray, but he is startable. Then there's then there's Alvin Kamara. So let's we'll wrap up on him. He's never scored against Atlanta, but he does everything else. He's over his career. His average game is 126 total yards, eight catches. The Falcons' run defense is pretty good. Only one back is hit 100 yards. And by the way, that was Derrick Henry, and it took him 27 carries to get to 100 yards. Mm. In my mind, that's still a fail of a game. They've handled Todd Gurley and David Johnson on the ground recently, although both guys scored through the air. And that's part of why I like Alvin Kamara in this one. The Falcons have allowed three receiving touchdowns to running backs over the last three games. So I think being the dual threat that he is, Kamara, B grade. And that wraps up Falcon Saints. Let's go to Panthers at Packers. Scott, for the Panthers, I think it's safe to say everybody knows what to do with, with Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be the other guys that are going to be trickier calls. Oh, no, I needed to spend two minutes telling you, you why how you great start Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Well, I just did that with Michael Thomas. It was just an yeah. indulgence. Yeah, really. let's pass on that. Let's yeah. <laughs> uh, for Allen, I have him on the bench uh, for the Panthers. Uh, in the last three weeks, the Packers have allowed multiple touchdowns to Derek Carr and Matt Moore. Uh, but... Kyle Allen hasn't topped 232 yards since his first game against Arizona Oof. and has just five touchdowns in the last five games. Uh, I don't know that he's the heir apparent. He's, he's going to have to step it up more, but I'm benching him here. I am starting more, though. He has still seen a ton of targets. Uh, he's averaging just under 10 targets per game over the last four, at least five catches in each of those, and uh, 73 or more yards in three of those. He's, he's a safe, consistent mm-hmm. B option is what he is right now. 
Curtis Samuel, uh, he gets less volume, but he scored in three of uh, Allen's six starts, and I believe he scored in Allen's start last year, too. So mm. there seems to be some kind of connection there, and he's the one that can get deep. He's a great route runner. Over the f- last five games, the Packers are allowing the fourth most yards to receivers, so I'm giving him a C grade. Somehow, Allen on the bench, but I'm starting both of those guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, I am benching Olsen, though. Uh, big game with Allen against Arizona, because Arizona does that. They yeah, allow that. Sure. But since then... Greg Olson has only averaged 22 yards per game over the last five. Not good. Uh, On the other side, Aaron Rodgers is getting an A. I know he got derailed by the Chargers uh, from his three-game role that had him in MVP talks. Uh, He should bounce back here against a Panthers team who has allowed 330-plus yards to Minshew, Winston, and Tannehill in Mm. three last four weeks. Uh, Devontae Adams, off game against the Chargers, just like Rodgers. But he did see 11 targets. Yeah, that's the upside, right? <laughs> and no other receivers are stepping up for the Packers, so I'm giving him an A grade here. They Ooh, Even with James Bradbury on it. Even okay. with Bradbury. They allowed giant games to Godwin, to Evans, to Chark, all within the last few weeks as well. All right. Um, I'm uh, not quite as optimistic as you right. are on, on you, Adam. You can we'll give see. him a B. I'll give it. I'll okay. give him an A minus then. <laughs> oh, you quiet. <laughs> uh, Graham on the bench. It's been 20 games since Graham last top 65 yards. Uh, Carolina's top 10 against tight ends. Okay. Where, where there's a lot of play here is the run game. Over mm-hmm. the last five weeks, the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL against fantasy running backs. Wow. Yeah, over the last five weeks. So Aaron Jones gets an A. Over the last three weeks, the Panthers are allowing the most rushing yards, most total yards, most rushing touchdowns, and 5.8 yards per carry. And they didn't. the Panthers didn't even have to face Christian McCaffrey wow. for those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so Aaron Jones an A, and Williams is getting a C because he's caught at least four passes each of the last four games and caught a receiving touchdown each that? of the last four weeks. Yes. Yeah, so That's... C grade there. He might he might get he might be better than a C grade honestly. Uh, yeah, Jamal Williams could be. Yeah, uh, I, you know I I didn't think he was a very good runner prior to no. really this year, but I think he's just playing better this you know, year we, than he we, was. We had those arguments with uh, with another another coworker. Yeah. Me and you were uh, all Aaron Jones. Mike. All Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones has been great. Yeah. Uh, let's go to our final matchup of uh, this particular segment, which is the Lions taking on the Bears. Matt, for the Lions, the running game has been a disaster, although you like J.D. McKissick through mm-hmm. the air. You already talked about that. I'm more interested in the passing game, but what do you think about uh, Ty Johnson? May we start there. Is he startable in your mind? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't, I <laughs> He's on the bench. 3.7 yards per carry on the ground for, for yeah. the Bears, like I mentioned before. He's just on the bench. Um, let's talk about Matthew Stafford. Who's been great, by the way. Who's been awesome. Yeah. He's thrown for more than 300 yards in three straight games with 10 touchdown passes in that span. Mm-hmm. However, Stafford hasn't thrown for 300 yards against the Bears since October of 2015. Mm. And he hasn't thrown for 300 yards in Chicago since November of 2011. So, if you ha- if you add up Stafford's last 7 starts against the Bears, that's how far back you got to go to get to the 10 touchdowns that he's thrown in the last 3 weeks. Ooh. He hasn't had a good history against the Bears. Yeah. Plus, only Case Keenum has thrown for 300 yards against the Bears mm-hmm. this season, while only Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater have thrown for multiple scores, and this just in, Stafford is not a former Viking quarterback <laughs> <laughs> yet. Oh, but yet, ah, he has to knows? become He's a got... current Viking quarterback well, yep. to become a former Viking quarterback. You never know. You never Things know. are going to work out. Um, 
I'm only giving Stafford a C grade. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I'm giving a B. Marvin Jones is getting a C. Galladay isn't afraid of the Bears. In the two meetings last year, he had five for 90 and one, mm-hmm. six for 78 and a score in the other. He also leads the NFL in targets inside the 10 yard line. That's a good stat. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Jones is in play simply because the Lions have absolutely given up on the running game due to injury. Um, the Lions only have had 15 rushing attempts last week and 16 the week before. And since Carrion Johnson's injury, Jones is averaging nine targets per game. Yeah, so there we go. Yep. Uh, the matchup is tough against the Bears. They're only allowing nine receptions per game to the wide receiver position over the last four games and no touchdowns during that span. So it's a tough matchup, but it's a volume play, I think. Yeah. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, I'm giving a to. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. Against the Bears? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. He was dropped in many leagues. Yes, He's he was. worth a dart throw in, uh, in the tight end apocalypse here. The Bears have allowed the fourth most receptions and the third most yards to the tight end position. That includes an 87-yard game or 87 yards per game to the position over the last five weeks. And he's the only guy who catches he's, a pass there. Yeah, he's the only guy in the In At the one point, end. he got knocked out of last week's game, and I'm like, oh, geez. It looked like a concussion. I, th- I think he just got hit in the jewels. All right. Um, on the Bears side, I'm giving David Montgomery an A grade. He's averaging 24 touches per game over the last two weeks as mm-hmm. Matt Nagy has either recommitted to the run no, or I- committed to taking the ball out of the hands of... The sad, sad trombone ski. Yep. I got a, I got a fun note for you for David Montgomery for this week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Rogers of the Detroit no- News has reported that uh, the Lions' top four defensive tackles and their top two guards are either less listed as questionable or out for this game. Wow. Um, that doesn't help issues. because the Lions are the worst run defense in the league. <laughs> um, they're allowing 132 yards per game over their last four and allowing more than a rushing touchdown per game to the position they're going to run david montgomery all day now the passing game this is controversial yes it's a bench grade for the whole passing game no yeah you don't say the whole whole thing wow now this is legitimately a great matchup for the bears passing game it is but so was philadelphia last week and in that game trubisky only attempted 21 throws only completed 10 (laughs) For 125 yards. And I repeat, last week was also a really great matchup. Well, one key difference here is Philadelphia can rush the quarterback, right? They've got the really good defensive front four. The Lions might be short every starter for Pete's sake on their defensive line. One key similarity is sad trombonski. <laughs> no, that was a happy tra- trombonski. Uh, well, speaking of happy trombonskis, it was a happy trombonski last year when these two uh, two met. Trubisky and Allen Robinson combined for a huge game against the Lions last year, where Robinson had six for one thirty-three yes. and two. Trubisky had three hundred fifty-five yards and three scores, but that's eons ago. I know. I, I was looking at the stats uh, earlier this week. Mitch Trubisky put up three fifty-five against the Lions last year and three fifteen against the Lions last year. And I'm saying to myself. Mitch Trubisky ever did that? Yeah. yeah. How much worse he's got? That well, seems well, like it's a different he, person well, now. He's reportedly asking for the TVs to be turned off around the clubhouse in Chicago. He doesn't want to see the criticism anymore. Wow. He's shaken. 
There's yeah. a there's a better chance that Chase Daniel throws for 200 that, yards in this game five, six, than um, Mitch Trubisky. That five six game stretch was a complete anomaly anomaly for his career. He has 16 games under 200 yards passing. It is it, tough to say he's anomaly. Like 35. Yeah, that's it's unbelievable. Uh, what's happened with Mitch Trubisky? I keep thinking that they're going to bench him. My my friends in Chicago media all tell me, nope, they're sticking with him. They're going to play this thing out to the bitter end. Is it a Ryan Pace drafted him, moved well, up for him thing? Yeah, that kind of thing. Coming up next, we'll answer three tough questions. You can play along, try to go perfect 3-0 and oh against our panel of experts upon whom I will pepper three tough questions. See if you can go 3-0 and oh on Fantasy Football Weekly when we come back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm Paul Charchian, my co-host Scott Fish and Matt Harrison. Boys, let's jump into the grinder with three tough questions. Listeners, we encourage you to play along, see if you can get the answers correct. Tough question number one. For the rest of the year, will Kareem Hunt be a running back one, running back two, flex, or bench? Matt. 
Um, I'd like to say it's worth noting that Nick Chubb is good. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that doesn't mean Kareem Hunt can't be, but it's still hard to take that one bright spot on their offense out of the game. There has been a fumble issue, though. Still, Chubb has had exactly 20 <laughs> rushing attempts in four of his last five games. So here's what I'm going to do. Let's give Hunt all of the non-Chubb touches at running back, which currently sits at four per game, and then we'll slice off 25% to Chubb's touches Jeez, that's just a for a high upside sake. Mm-hmm. That's nine touches per game for Hunt. That's not enough. Uh, plus, the Cleveland running back schedule is not super favorable. They've got Miami and Cincy on the schedule, which are good, but they have stoppers in Pittsburgh twice. Buffalo this week, who's okay. Oh, and Buffalo, you can beat Buffalo. Baltimore in the Fantasy Championship week. In my mind, that's four bench grades. Okay. And maybe two or three flex, so he's a bench player. Bench, okay. I, I actually put flex, but I had the same as you. I had four bench grades and three flex fre, flex well, grades. <laughs> but I but I like the flex plays so much. <laughs> they outweigh was, the other that, ones. Was, that they outweigh the four potential bench plays. Uh, Kitchens is just the kind of guy that would take Chubb off the field. He took him off the field for Hilliard on a third and one last mm-hmm. week or whatever. So yep. he's just the type that'll do something like that. Uh, but I did have a, I did have a flex grade just because I really like those three flexes. All right, so Nick Chubb's previous backup, as you mentioned, Dontrell Hilliard, the last two weeks was on the field for 40% of the snaps. 40%. Mm. And that's why... He got all those touches. Well, Dontrell Hilliard got a bunch of the touches. He had five carries last week. And Dontrell Hilliard sucks. (laughs) Kareem Hunt's awesome. So... Hunt is Hunt is a very inefficient pass catcher. He's averaging just six yards per reception. Do you know how many yards per reception Kareem Hunt had last year? Seven point six. Again, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Nick Chubb had six. Kareem Hunt had fourteen and a half. Oh boy, he's wow. such a good pass catcher. Okay, they are close. going to throw to him often. If Freddie Kitchens doesn't throw five, six, seven passes a game to Hunt, he deserves the firing he's going to get. He's only throwing it to OBJ six times a game. Exactly. So who knows what he is actually going to do? I mentioned Dontrell Hilliard ran the ball five yeah. times last week. So if Hunt's going to run the ball five times, if he's going to catch the ball five times, maybe six times. Maybe seven times, I hope. That's 10 touches. If he's going to average, let's say the 14 and a half per, per reception isn't going to hold up, but what if he averages 10 yards a touch at 10 at 10 touches? I mean, you know, 70-yard games are not are not out of the question at all for Kareem Hunt. In fact, I think that's going to be fairly common, and he's going to score sometimes. I mean, it's not even just about yardage. Mm. Sometimes Kareem Hunt's going to score because, again, he's awesome. And anybody who thinks he's not awesome, <laughs> look at the Chiefs running game without him. And it's all the same players except not Kareem Hunt, and now your starting running backs at two and a half yards per carry. That's how good Kareem Hunt is. He is going to be... A flex player. The rest. Of the <laughs> I can't get him at RB two. So good. He's only on ten you touches. You might be able yeah. to play him in your flex spot. He's only at ten touches a game. Because <laughs> Nick Chubb's great. He's good. <laughs> Tough question number two. With Patrick Mahomes returning, are you buying low on Sammy Watkins, or are you just glad you didn't invest, Scott? I think I'm. Probably closer to the just glad I didn't invest. Uh, I know that he was uh, he led the team in targets in three of the four games with Mahomes. He led the team in yards in two of the four games with Mahomes. But Hill only played one of those. Uh, 
I think part of it is just the schedule. They haven't had their bye yet, so you're going to have to worry about that. They got matchups with Tennessee and the Chargers, and the Broncos were really good against wide receivers. They're coming off that, but they're, they're still decent. The Bears, the Patriots, they just have a lot of tough matchups and a bye left, so I'm probably glad I didn't invest. Okay, Matt? Um, we've had a long enough Mahomes-Watkins track record now. That's 16 total games, including playoffs, where they've gone together. He's scored a touchdown in three of those 16 games. Mm. He's topped 65 yards only in six of those 16 games. That means you have a 62% chance of fewer than 65 yards and an 81% chance that he won't score. You're going to consistently get it wrong, too, because the game where he had 198 yards and three scores yeah, was week, week one, one. Yeah. against Jalen Ramsey, by the way, yeah. which nobody started him in that week. No. Then he had great matchups against Detroit and Oakland. He managed 49 and 54 scoreless yards, so he was invisible in those games. I'm glad I don't have him. Um, finally healthy. Sammy Watkins has been on the field for 88% of the snaps over the last two weeks, and in doing so, he has destroyed the playing time of Nicole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson. He's 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 almost an every-down receiver in a Patrick's, Patrick Mahomes-led offense, and he's averaging nine targets per game. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm deeply interested in anybody getting nine targets from Patrick Mahomes. Even Sammy Watkins, who's the most frustrating player in the NFL. Now, if I had to pay any significant amount to get him, I'm out. But Patrick Mahomes, I picked up off the waiver wire an hour ago in what? one league. What? Not Patrick Mahomes, sorry. Sammy Watkins. Okay. That's I picked better. up Sammy Watkins <laughs> off the waiver wire an hour ago in one league and is tradable for virtually nothing. I'm I'm just I'm interested in anybody who's getting nine targets from Patrick Mahomes, even Sammy Watkins, as frustrating as he is. Under the assumption you don't have to pay much, I'm buying low. Tough question number three. In Dynasty and Empire Leagues, is Brandon Cooks droppable? Now, allow me to clarify this question, by the way. I know you especially, Scott. You like to play in like 24 roster. 80% of Dynasty Leagues, leagues. non-IDP, play 22 to 28 men. That's crazy. 80%. I am talking about a normally sized league with like (laughs) 15-ish roster spots. (laughs) You you can roster everybody when you have that many. I don't believe that's true. It is In Dynasty and Empire Leagues, is Brandon Cooks droppable, assuming you have a, a sized league of around 15 roster spots? This caused damage to my medulla oblongata. Oh, yeah. There's some 70s rock song that references references that, right? It helps maintain my vital body functions, such as the heart rate and breathing. So, naturally, I almost passed out and forgot (laughs) what I was going to say for this question. I bet. So, I'm just going to go Brian Johnson on this and ask, is Robert Woods droppable? Because at least you know that you can't start Cooks while he's listed as out, and Woods has started and finished every game, (laughs) and he's only had nine more catches and 69 more yards than Cooks, who's missed portions of four of his eight games this season. Okay. What's more? Cooks has a touchdown reception. Woods does not. So I'd rather have Brandon Cooks, who I know not to play, <laughs> than Robert Woods and have to make a decision here. <laughs> However, they're okay. both worth rostering in Dynasty and Empire formats. Both of these players will have value among the top 120 next season, so they're both worth rostering. All right, Scott. 
So he's only 26 years old. He's had a bunch of concussions, and that's why he's out right now. He was at practice on Friday, mm-hmm. or you know, and he's not going to play this week. It might be a little while till he plays. Uh, but uh, Dynasty League Football does uh, Dynasty drafts every month to get a good, solid, current ADP value. Yeah. Last month he was 27th. This month he was 46th. Wow. That was done this week. 46 overall, wide okay. receiver 22. And those picks were made within the last couple days. Okay. So right now, that, other that Dynasty. Puts on, let's put some as a fringe guy as a top 50 player oh not overall no okay wide receiver 22 Mm -hmm. so other dynasty players value him as a top 50 dynasty player right now he was dropped in one of our leagues charge and i picked him up yeah you know who dropped him he's he's rudy no, was it you? I think it was me. <laughs> he's, he's he's not droppable because other players in your league will value him enough that you can trade him. I'll, t- I'll take him in a rebuild year. You know, uh, the correct answer is I've already tipped my hand here. By the way, he's wide receiver <laughs> fifty-one this year in scoring. You know me; I've never been a Cooks guy. Um, and you know, so I looked at total scoring for this year. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver fifty-one. So I thought, well, okay, but he's missed a bunch of games. So I'll I'll sort it by average points per game. Well, the and, thing is, is he hasn't missed any games. Yeah, that's he's the played problem. in every game. He actually went down to, yeah. to wide receiver 60 in that case because yeah. he's been knocked out of two games. Yeah. He's had five concussions yeah. that we know of. Yeah, Five that we know of. So let's just assume a good chunk of this year is lost or you're not going to start him in, this, in a season in which has been mostly a lost season for him for this year, eating up a roster spot. But then you're going to roll into next year. And all offseason, of course, he's going to be fine at the beginning of next year. And that means he's going to cost you a roster spot that you could use for a different prospect. And then you're now you're in Jordan Reed territory where all you're doing is just That's waiting for the next concussion. And I, I don't want that. I mean, if, if assuming my roster spots mean anything, and if you're playing with 25 roster spots, they don't. I, I think then, you trade him under any <laughs> circumstance. Then, you then don't I'm just out. drop him. I'm out. And so, in my mind, you're right. If I thought I could, if I thought I could trade him for something, a third round pick. Yeah, if I thought I could get a third round pick, round pick, I, I would matter. trade him. But I don't know that. So, the correct answer: I'm bailing. I'm out. I'm Brandon Cooks. I do not want the next Jordan Reed on my team. Let's work in one more matchup into this segment. It is Dolphins taking on the Colts. Not a ton to talk about here. One C grade on the Dolphins side. That's Devontae Ooh. Parker. With Preston Williams out, the passing game largely goes through Parker, which is a mixed bag. It means that the defense will obviously play to stop him much more. He's quietly scored four times the last five games, Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Parker lines up on the left side, drawing coverage from rookie cornerback Rock Yassin, who's yielded at least 75 yards in two of his last three games, but I think they're going to roll double coverage over to Devontae Parker, and I wouldn't blame him. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, my beloved Stewbeard, has been fantasy viable in three straight games with multiple touchdowns in each, but it ends here. He's lost his best big play weapon, Preston Williams, who went on IR, and he faces an improved Indy secondary that's allowed just three touchdowns in its last four games, and two of those four touchdowns were against Patrick Mahomes and, and Deshaun Watson. Two of those four games were against Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. The point being, they face really good quarterbacking, and they haven't they yeah. haven't allowed anything there either, and frankly, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Miami offense is not nearly as good, obviously. Mike Gusecki uh, was your take-a-chance-on-me player, correct? Yep. I don't have a starting grade on him, but it's okay. You had a tight end in a desperate tight end week. I think it could make That's sense. That's mostly why. Six. Let's talk Kalen Balaj, your new starting running back for oh, the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's like, is there something lower than bench that you can give him? He's averaging two <laughs> yards per carry and is caught four of the 12 passes that have come his way. He literally ducked he away ducks. from a pass. He does. That came his way. This now, season. 
Is he the worst starting offensive player in the league? Not counting linemen? Not, not, yeah. not counting uh, linemen. Yeah. Not, like yeah. skill, skill position, position guys. Maybe. Now, Balazs struggles at the finer points of the game, <laughs> such as cutting, Wait, I got elusiveness, Trubisky. vision, balance, instincts, footwork, finding open lanes, catching the football. And other than that, Kalen <laughs> Those Balazs. are the finer points. Those are the finer points of the position of running back. <laughs> Let's go to the Indianapolis side where Marlon Mack is a rock-solid A grade against a Miami team allowing the most rushing attempts and rushing yards to opposing running backs. Mack averaging over 19 rushing attempts per game, so the volume will be there against this team. It's a very, very good opportunity for Marlon Mack. Um, The three other backs to get 19-plus carries have all had at least 118 rushing yards. Let's talk about the passing game. We're not sure if it's going to be Brissett or Brian Hoyer yet, but I don't think it matters, and they're both going to get a grade. It looks like Brissett. He practiced again yeah. uh, today. Well, see, here's week. the thing. I know he's practicing, Yeah, but you are, you're Indy. You're trying to make a, the best decision for the future of your team. You don't need Jacoby Brissett against the Dolphins. So what? I'm not, I think. The Dolphins are on a hot streak. They, They've won, they do it against one, they won one in a row. They no, got a no bigger Brissett, no Hilton, no Campbell. Right. I, <laughs> Can I, they still do it? I think they could do it. Um, regardless of whoever it is, it, it's incredibly, it's a safe play against the Miami defense that's allowed exactly two touchdowns in six of the past seven games. So let's put either guy, whether it's Brissett or Hoyer, on two touchdowns. This is the first week, I think, all season where we're not starting the quarterback against the Dolphins and take a chance on me. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> there might be. Yeah, but mostly because we don't know who it is. That's true. You know, had we known that it was going to be Brian Hoyer, I bet I bet you'd have taken Colts Hoyer. QB du jour. Yes, exactly. Um, it'll be, by the way, if it's Hoyer, he'll be a, a DFS bonanza, right? All of a sudden, people <laughs> go bonkers on Sunday when the announcement comes out. Uh, Brissett has multiple touchdowns at five of seven full games. Obviously, we'd prefer Brissett, but Hoyer's playable as well. He threw through touchdowns last week for, if you count the one that he threw to the other team. Zach Pascal gets a B grade. He has now scored three times in the past three weeks. He's got a 100-yard game in that span as well. T.Y. Hilton out, Paris Campbell out. Wide receivers have flourished against Miami, scoring seven times in the Dolphins' last four games, tied for second most in that span. And then I've got... <sighs> C grades on Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle, and Naheem Hines. But I had them all as benches at one point and then decided to warm them up to C's. All dart throws. If you if if you think that Brissett needs alternative targets to Hilton and Campbell, I could see him throwing, especially near the stripe, to Ebron or Doyle. Or maybe even Naheem Hines out of the backfield could have a big game here. And Maybe even, you know, for that matter, you could go Jordan Wilkins if you really want to go deep. Uh, the Dolphins haven't allowed a tight end score since the opener, but they uh, also haven't allowed a running back receiving touchdown since week four. So, you know what? I'm putting him back on the bench. Ebron Doyle, Hines, back on the bench. <laughs> for a moment, I thought maybe I would change my mind, but I'm not going to. Uh, every week, you can play the Crush Charge Championship for free at fanball.com. When you assemble a better salary cap team than mine, you get a shot at this week's prize pool of $1,000. Again, that is free to play, fanball.com slash charge. But more importantly, when you do beat me, that gets you an entry into our Week 17 Championship where you, you will battle me for the $10,000 prize pool. Go to fanball.com slash charge. When we come back in just moments from now, the matchups you need to set your lineups, including Bills taking on the Browns. What can you expect from Devin Singletary? He was hot last week. Will it continue? We'll tell you when we come back.
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. Fantasy Football Weekly returns and we're diving back into matchups. But first, did you know you can play Superflex Salary Cap at Fanball.com if you love starting two quarterbacks or four tight ends Yeah, for some reason. Five wide receivers, uh, maybe. Go to Fanball.com. Play our Salary Cap DFS at Fanball.com. Oh, I built a lineup with uh, Jameis Winston and Kyler Murray facing off against each other. Ooh, Stacked like a couple it. wide receivers in on that game. Ooh, that's going to be a fun one I to like watch. It. Yeah, that is going to be a good game. Uh, second highest over-under for in Vegas yeah. that, this weekend is that one. Bills take on the Browns. Scott, Devin Singletary. We've been waiting for the breakout game. It happened last week. I don't yes. think they look back at this point. Oh, I'm so happy about this. Yeah, you know it me. took too long. <laughs> it did take too long. I love Devin Singletary. Mm-hmm. I, I do have a B grade on him here, though, uh, the Browns uh, um, Gore still got 11 touches. That's that's the problem. He still got 11 touches last week. Are they going to run it 30 plus times and, and Gore's still going to get 11 touches? Or are they going to run it 22 times and Gore's still going to get 8, 9, 10 touches? That's my problem. I don't think they look back as well. But uh, over the last five weeks, the Browns have allowed the most rushing yards, second most total yards, and 5.6 yards per carry. I almost yeah, want to give... I, 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 I have almost, an A grade. I almost want to give him an A. My only concern close. is if they give Gore 10 touches. I know. That's the problem. And Singletary's pretty small for goal line use, and we don't yet know who's going <laughs> right. to get carries at the stripe. Right. Uh, so B grade on Singletary and Gore is easily on the bench. It's it's just how much trust I have in Singletary right now, to, or in the 
in the Bills to give Singletary mm-hmm. the ball. Uh, Allen, I give a B. There's so many Allens playing quarterback right I, now in the I NFL. Know. There's three of them. Uh, Josh Allen, giving a B to Allen. Uh, Browns have allowed multiple touchdown passes in six straight and seven of their eight games. Allen has multiple touchdowns in four straight. Uh, his yardage and attempts have been low all year, but he's finding the end zone, so that's what's getting him in there. Yeah. Uh, only a B grade because he needs those scores uh, and some rushing to make his fantasy days right now. He's not He's not putting up massive. We games. haven't had the explosive games, yeah. and because he just hasn't been running the ball. He's not having much. the hundred yard rushing day. Yeah, he's right. not having the three hundred yard passing day. Right. He's just getting touchdowns and mm-hmm. like thirty yards per game rushing. Yeah, <clears throat> it's consistent, but it's a B grade. Uh, his main guy, I'm giving a B grade. Uh, John Brown has at least four catches and at least fifty yards in every single game, hmm. uh, but he's only top seventy three yards once this season, which is yeah, that's uh, that's a solid you know solid nine point games in PPR. Are, yeah. uh, giving him a B grade there. Uh, Brown secondary is finally healthy, uh, so that <laughs> that could be tough on Brown. But I'm giving him a B here. Beasley, I'm on the fence about. His biggest game in the last four weeks is three catches for 41 yards. That's it. But he scored in three straight. <laughs> so they're finding him around the goal line. I think I'm throwing him on the bench because TD touchdowns are just tough to predict. Yeah. So I'm on the bench right now. Uh, Knox is on the bench as well. I I, I can't trust him no. even in a light week uh, for uh, you know Tied teams in. on by and tight ends. Mayfield, no. <laughs> We're not starting Mayfield anymore. We just can't. And the Bills have an elite yeah. pass defense. Top four against quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. He is my number. He's my second to bottom ranked t- uh, quarterback this week. My biggest miss of the year. I had Mayfield oh, well, as QB4. Yeah, yeah, you and everybody else. Yeah. OBJ does get a C grade for me, despite having uh, drawing shadow coverage from Tredavious White, Charge. Uh, Mayfield has been still targeting OBJ 7.5 times per game. Uh, his two duds this year came against uh, similar tough Davin, tough defenses like the Ravens and 49ers, so he gets he just gets a C grade here. I, I think he might get 7 to 10 targets and that what that might get him over. Landry, I do have on the bench despite the fact he's scoring and he's actually putting up a few more yards than Landry. Hmm. Harris is on the bench for me too, but Chubb, I'm giving him an A grade here. I, I, oh, I would he, too. He's averaging 22 touches per game. Mm-hmm. Hunt will be in, but even if he gets Hilliard's five touches from the last couple weeks and a few more, uh, it's it's Hunt's first week in here. Even if he loses more, the only running back to have 17 or more touches and not top 90 yards and touchdown against the against the Bills was. Sony Walkman Michelle. Yeah, it does. So that's understandable. Me. Of course. All the rest of them, 17 touches, it's an A grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunt, I'm giving a C grade. I, I think he's going to have a little, a little, like, like you said, a little work in the passing game, just enough to be barely startable. Yeah, I think he's going to be a flex, just like we told you in three tough questions. Let's go to our next matchup, which is the Rams. Yes. Hey, you know, Charge, I wanted to ask you do you enjoy games? I do. Thank you. Because I got a Rams and Steelers game that I'd like to play with you guys. Ooh. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, here are two quarterbacks. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing my temples. Which one would you rather have on your fantasy team? Okay. Quarterback A, he averages 254 yards. He had 13 touchdowns and four interceptions this year. Okay. That's quarterback A. Okay. That's quarterback A. Quarterback B mm-hmm. is averaging 263 yards per game. Very, very, very similar. similar. Yep. 
but he has 11 touchdowns and okay. seven interceptions. All Which right. one would you rather have? Well, they're pretty similar, but I uh, think I'd rather have the guy with 13 touchdowns and four interceptions. Okay, well, quarterback A doesn't have a job anymore. His name's Gardner <laughs> Minshew. Okay. Quarterback B is Jared Goff, who are we sure if he's good? Yeah, well, there's a lot of questions right now. And his road splits are real, and that's why I'm mm-hmm. only giving him a very tepid C grade in this game. According to Evan Silva, he's averaged 8.9 yards per attempt at home, only 7.4 yards per attempt on the road, and he's got a home touchdown-to-interception ratio of 36-9 to compared to 21-17 to on the road. Wow. The Steelers have been a break-but-don't-bend defense <laughs> as of recent. Okay. Four of the last five quarterbacks the Steelers have faced have been held under 200 yards, although three of those five through for multiple scores. Hmm. So it's a break, but don't bet. Yeah, that is. Um, I am giving Cooper Cup an A grade. Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds are on the bench, though. Uh, Pittsburgh's weakness is the slot, where they've allowed six touchdowns to slot receivers this year. In fact, slot receivers have been targeted 80 times this year against the Steelers, compared to only 66 targets to combined outside receivers. Hmm. So they're just peppering the slot yeah. against, against Pittsburgh. Uh, Brandon Cooks is missing another week after concussion, and Cooks after Cooks left the field in the London game against Cincy, uh, Josh Reynolds drew eight targets in that game. Yeah, so I actually that? like him more than Woods, especially on Fanball DFS, where he's 2,900. Right, basically free. So free. Okay. All right. Um, Todd Gurley's the only other starting grade, and he just gets a C. Only one opposing back has topped 79 yards against the Steelers this year. That was Marlon Mack last week on 20 carries, and Gurley will not see 21 no, carries. he doesn't get anywhere close to that. Especially with the return of Malcolm Brown to the lineup, plus mm. Daryl Henderson probably has done enough to see some change of pace touches. The Steelers have only allowed four touchdowns to runners on the season, which doesn't bode well for a touchdown-dependent Gurley. On the Pittsburgh side, James Conner is out meaning Jalen Samuels will get the start, and he gets a B grade in standard and an A grade in PPR. That makes sense. Uh, Trey Edmonds, who spelled Samuels on the ground, looks like he's also going to miss the game. Benny Snell's still out with a knee injury, meaning Samuels is about it. He's only 5,500 on fanball. He's like an auto start on fanball Mm -hmm. in my mind. And another great stat from Evan Silva, in six career games where Samuels has played at least 45% of the offensive snaps. Samuels has four games with seven or more receptions. Yeah, how about that? Including 13 last week. Well, he's converted tight end. He plays like it. They, yeah. you know, they threw to him constantly last week. It was great. Yeah, those of us that started. It is awesome. Uh, Mason Rudolph gets a C. Um, he seemingly gets you about 200 yards and two passing scores every week. I think that's still bankable here. The Rams have seen a lot of quarterbacks at the right time this year. They got an injured Cam Newton in Week One. Mm-hmm. They injured Drew Brees and Matt Ryan during yeah. games. How about that? But. They are the team that gave up four touchdown passes to Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. four touchdown passes to Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton topped 300 yards against them in his final game as a Bengals starter. <laughs> and then promptly got, yeah. promptly got benched. <laughs> uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson are on the bench. Juju has been a roller coaster this season. He only managed 16 yards last week. He matches up with Nickel Roby Coleman, who has only allowed 125 total yards this season in slot coverage. Yeah. Deontay gets the Jalen Ramsey treatment, and I'm Trying a new nickname here. Is he in the Jalen Jail? I don't know. Jail. Jail. There's something there. There's something to be done there. Yep. All right. Vance McDonald does get a B grade. Um, he scored last week in Indy. Is he going to get jail house rocked? 
No, never mind. I'm Jalen so House Rock. Jalen House Rock. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Keep working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll workshop this later. Off air. Uh, the Rams have been giving up the farm to the tight end position. Kittle had 103, Disley at 81. The ghost of Tyler Eifert managed six for 74. Hooper and Cameron Brady scored. Outside of Jalen Samuels, he's the best receiving option this week. So McDonald's a B. Okay. Um, our final topics are ahead. We provide you with three guys we believe will be hot waiver wire pickups next week so you can grab them this week. Premature speculation. We're warming up the time machine. Premature speculation coming your way whether you're ready for it or not. Fantasy Football Weekly returns in moments. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Fantasy Football Weekly returns. Premature speculation. Uh, From the feedback that we get, it seems like people like this segment a lot. Maybe the most valuable segment of the whole thing is we try to provide a player who's going to be a hot waiver wire pickup next week who you want to grab this week. Let's see who you've got, Matt. I've got this guy. um, He replaced maybe the greatest quarterback in the history of the universe. Mm. Uh, It's Nick Foles who's replacing Gardner Minshew. Right. Um, He's only owned in just over 9% of ESPN leagues. And remember, he's back together with his old quarterback coach, John DeFilippo, who's the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville and commandeered a pretty good passing offense this year with Minshew. According to my own rest of schedule uh, 
uh, charts that I, I came up with. I tweeted them. They're, they're at Explosive Output on Twitter. Mm. Um, the Jags have the second easiest quarterback schedule remaining, ah. including games against Oakland and Atlanta hmm. in your fantasy semifinal and championship week. Those are nice matchups to have. In a two-quarterback league, Nick Foles, kind of bankable uh, in that second quarterback slot. All right, I like it. I'm going with Josh Reynolds. He's only 4% owned on ESPN, 7% I'm shocked by on that. Yahoo. I thought people would be all over him based that, on that's his, why I went with his, him. his productivity last year when yep. he filled in. Exactly. He's he's played 10 games with either Cup or Cooks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scored six touchdowns in those 10 games. It's a great number. And he averages four catches and over 50 yards per game in, mm-hmm. in that. If we find out, and Cook is going to, you know, I guess see a specialist on Sunday, I believe, uh, he's definitely out this week. If we find out Cook's done for the season, that's a guy that's going to be startable in several matchups this year. Seven yeah. percent home. Just just pick him up. You'll drop him if you, if Cook comes back. No problem. Yeah, that makes sense. How about Daniel Jones, a candidate for a big game this week against the Jets? You remember me telling you why I thought he was he was startable this week against the Jets, and then when he has a big game this week against the Jets. Somebody might bother to pull up his playoff schedule and allow me to refresh your memory on the Giants playoff schedule. Philadelphia, Miami, Washington. It's really bad. These are three of the five worst pass defenses in the NFL. These are all great opportunities for Daniel Jones, who's going to clock in at roughly a B grade and maybe an A grade in those games if he shows some improvement between now and then. And yeah, does Daniel Jones throw interceptions? Sure. Mm -hmm. Don't care. You know, so what's minus? James Winston does too. He sure. has good fancy days. I mean, the, you know, the interceptions count you, they hurt you about one third of what a touchdown costs you or gets you. So I don't care. Daniel Jones, premature speculation. Um, might have a bye week coming. I don't quite recall, but that's you can we can work around that part if we need to. He has buys next week. Yeah, bye is next week coming. Uh, let's take a look at our final two matchups. Sunday night is Vikings versus Cowboys, and no Adam Thielen in this game for the Vikings. Uh, they will also be missing their defensive tackle, but we'll talk about that when we get to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, quite possibly missing him. Uh, for the Vikings, I've got a B grade on Dalvin Cook. Like the Chiefs last week, the Cowboys are going to sell out to stop Dalvin Cook and force the Vikings passing game without Adam Thielen to beat them. I worry about Dalvin Cook beating a Cowboys defense that's playing to, to stop him entirely. Dallas's defense contained Saquon Barkley for all but one play last week. They have not allowed a 100-yard rusher since Aaron Jones's explosion back in Week 5. Only two running backs have scored against Dallas since Week 2, none through the air. So Dalvin Cook, just a B grade here. The rest of the passing game, it's mostly bad news. I've got Kirk Cousins on the bench. I thought he looked uncomfortable last week, and here comes in the pocket. Here comes Demarcus Lawrence and Robert Quinn and Michael Bennett. So I I don't know that he settles down in this game. He doesn't have Adam Thielen, his safety valve guy, and Stefan Diggs will probably get double covered like what the Chiefs did to him throughout last game, and that means that Cousins is going to have to throw to B.C. Johnson and Laquan Treadwell and Irv Smith, and those second-tier guys just, I don't think they can get it done. So he, Kirk Cousins is on the bench. Stefan Diggs gets a C grade. Over the past five games, the Cowboys allowing just 120 yards per game to receivers. That's third fewest and they've only allowed two receiver touchdowns over those five games and that's you know those are paltry numbers here and Diggs has got a really tricky matchup against shutdown cornerback Byron Jones who is allowing less than 30 yards per game in his coverage and then again no Adam Thielen so they can roll extra coverage to Diggs it's it's a brutal matchup unfortunately just a C grade for him 
Let's go to the Dallas side. Ezekiel Elliott gets an A grade under the assumption that the Vikings starting defensive tackle, Linval Joseph, does not go. He hasn't been ruled out like Thielen has, but he also didn't practice on Thursday or Friday, so I do not believe he's going to play. The Vikings had been very solid against the run, though. Um, They've only allowed two touchdowns on the ground and three through the air to opposing backs. And speaking through the air, Elliott's been oddly quiet as a receiver, which is weird. But maybe it doesn't matter here. Only one runner is top 31 receiving yards against Minnesota, so that probably doesn't change. Maybe he wrote it into his new contract that he doesn't want to catch passes anymore. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I do, you usually don't see that. That's unusual offset language there. Um, I think Elliott's going to get a ton of work if Linval Joseph doesn't go. Linval is the run stuffer of the Vikings' defensive line. So we'll keep him with an A grade. Let's go to the quarterback. Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, both A grades. They uh, both face an inconsistent Vikings secondary that has yielded touchdowns to every opposing quarterback except the point-resistant Washington duo of Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins, excluding Redskins over the last month. The Vikings have allowed 315 passing yards and two and a half touchdowns per game. Amari Cooper has 100 yards and or a touchdown and six or seven full. So they're both A grades. And yeah, I th- Dak th- and Amari. There's, there was worry that he might not go. I believe yeah. he was practicing Friday. I'm yep, he did practice Friday, okay. and they expect uh, Amari Cooper to play in this game. There. He's got knee and ankle issues, but he is expected to go. Michael Gallup um, has got a nice matchup. It's, it's not clear on whether it's going to be more Xavier Rhodes or if it's going to be more Trey Waynes, but honestly, does it matter? Xavier Rhodes is Pro Football Focus's 117th ranked corner and Trey Waynes just got picked apart by Matt Moore for 143 yards and a touchdown in his coverage last week. Waynes has also allowed touchdowns in three of the past four games, so Gallup is an excellent start here as well, also a B grade. Jason Witten gets a C. Minnesota's given up the second most receptions and six most yards to opposing tight ends. Now, the downside for Witten, I mean, aside from being old and slow, is that he hasn't scored since week two, and the Vikings are the one team in the NFL that is not allowed a tight end touchdown. Um, The only Cowboy that I've got on the bench is Randall Cobb. As a slot receiver, he actually gets the best Vikings coverage from Mackenzie Alexander and Mike Hughes in the slot. So he's the only guy we're benching. Everybody else is a go. Uh, Let's go to the Monday Night Football game. That's the Seahawks and the 49ers. Scott, Seahawks have been styling fantasy owners, Mm -hmm. but this is the toughest matchup of the year. Yeah, but it's Russell Wilson. He's just so good. He's just so good. And, And here are the quarterbacks that the Niners have played, and people have talked about this. Winston. Dalton, Rudolph, Mayfield, Goff, Keenum, Kyle Allen, and Kyler Murray, who yeah. actually had not a good a game. The last, not yeah. a murderer's row, but my, Murray had a decent game he last did. week. He did okay. Um, I'm, giving, I'm giving Wilson a B here. I should give him an A just because he's Russell Wilson, but it's such a tough matchup, and the 49ers are only allowing 12.8 points per game. Uh, but Wilson scored in every game, multiple touchdowns in seven of his nine. Mm-hmm. B grade, I want to give him an A, but it's, it is a tough matchup. It is a tough matchup. Lockett, his main guy, I'm giving an A grade to. Uh, he's scored in 60% of his games since the start of last year. So he That's steps crazy. on the field, he has a 60% chance of scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the downside, 49ers haven't allowed a receiver over 81 yards since week two. But once again, not exactly a murderer's row. And Tyler yeah. Lockett's pretty special. DK Metcalf, I'm giving a B grade to. He's averaging over eight targets per game over the last three weeks. How about that? With three touchdowns in that span. 18 yards per catch too yeah. so he doesn't he doesn't even need a lot of them and there's a red zone hog too yeah I, I mentioned this earlier in the week but I I think Russell they're trying to pad Russell Wilson's stats by just throwing mm-hmm. a ton in the red zone uh, as you mentioned that Lockett is tied for second in the NFL in red zone targets 
DK Metcalf is fourth. Jeez, <laughs> so that's crazy. They're throwing a lot when they get in the red zone. Yep. Uh, Gordon in his possible first game on benching. Uh, Hollister I'm probably having on the bench as well. No tight end is top 25 yards since week one against the 49ers. Ooh. That's not good. No, although, let me mention this. George Kittle may not play in this, this game. This is exactly what I was so, going to say next, oh, too, right, by the okay. way. You can say it, though. All right, thank you. So, you know, if you've got George Kittle who did not practice Thursday or Friday and you're very nervous, as you should be, about him being a game-time decision, may not go, you could pick up Jacob Hollister and then yep. wait it out until Monday night, and then if Kittle doesn't go, you could play Hollister Correct. as an option. Yep, I was going to say the exact same thing. And with a second caveat, if you are one of those rare people who have Kittle and a good second tight end, yeah, just play that. Start guy. the good second tight end. Yes. Put Kittle in your flex. Yeah, and then you can choose from a bunch anybody. Of yeah, you got a lot of options if he's your flex guy. That's exactly. Right. Um, Chris Carson, I'm giving an A grade too. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake just led up the 49ers. Uh, McCaffrey did the week before, but that's McCaffrey. Peterson had 80 plus the week before that. Three weeks in a row, running backs have had pretty darn good games against the 49ers. Yeah, how about that? So I'm giving it an A grade to Chris. Carson because all 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 running backs who have touched the ball 17 times against the 49ers hit 100 yards. Wow. That's surprising. That is surprising. I would have never guessed okay. that. All right. And Quan Alexander out. That's a yep. big loss right in the heart of the Niners defense. Yep. Went out early last week. Uh, Chris Carson averages 22 touches per game, so he should hit yeah. that number. That's great. On the other side. Although, uh, I hate to bring up the fumbling thing again for Chris Carson. I know, right? A fumble it's... last week. <sighs> Hopefully it doesn't they matter. They don't seem to care. They yet. don't seem to care. God bless them for not caring. What does man, that tell you? Chris what does that possibly tell you about Rashad Penny? Uh, that they, that's a like, great point. You, know, you, can f- you can fumble an unlimited number of times and keep your job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Jimmy G was my uh, take a chance on me. I actually have an A grade on him. Uh, just so you know, wow. there, Manuel Sanders. Back-to-back games he's scored in since joining the Niners. I have an A grade on him as well. Seattle has allowed four 100-yard receivers in the last five weeks, all by the leading target getter, uh, target leading target wide receiver, and that's going to be Sanders this week. Uh, Sanders has 14 targets since jo- joining the team. The only person with more is George Kittle, who, if he plays, we saw him play a few weeks ago with these same injuries that he's being battled. He played in the game. Yeah. In last week's game, he played yep. through the injuries. I think he's going to play. He He's he's. Like like barreling people over still, and mm-hmm. when he plays, I guess, I guess maybe they just give him a little cortisol or whatever. Or <laughs> Toradol. Toradol. I don't yeah. know. I'm, uh, I'm not a pharmacy guy. I believe it's Toradol. Uh, Fishatol. They give him a nice shot. Ambien. He's got an A grade. <laughs> no, I don't think you should give him uh, that. Ambien in the game. <laughs> I give maybe Kittle like an, an ambient ointment that you can can rub. Can, can you inject ointment? Is that is that something you put so. like into a knee or anything? I no, don't so. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Make your knee sleepy. <laughs> Well, you get the elbow thing, right? We get the funny bone. Don't some people say the the el- no? No, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Are we uh, done? No, no we're not done. On Thank Kittle. you. Just just a C grade on Coleman, though. It All appears right. uh, Shanahan is splitting the roles between Coleman and Breda, letting the hot hand get more work. Last two weeks ago, it was Coleman. Last week, it was Breda. Mm-hmm. If you had to bet on one, it's going to be Coleman because of the touchdowns. He's the goal line. He's back. the goal line guy. Yeah. I wish they, I wish they would give Breda more carries inside the five. He's only got one all season inside the five. For the that longest time, even when Coleman was out, Coleman still was ahead of it. I still know. Jeff Wilson taking those. Balls I know. Now. I hate that part. Do you guys think now that Emmanuel Sanders is with the Niners? Niners have been the most run-heavy team in the league. Do you think now with Emmanuel Sanders there that 
the, it was really more, it wasn't, you know, and they were a good running team, right? So why not run? But they also, none of the receivers had stepped up at all other than George Kittle. Now that Sanders yep. is there, do you think that they will no longer be the most run-heavy team and that this thing's going to start to balance it, balance itself out to something closer to NFL average? Well, we have a one-game sample size of Jimmy G's attempts going way up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe uh, it's scary for everyone if they are. But that kind yeah, that's that's. I mean, just the schedule indicates that it's going to be a more balanced attack. I mean, Scott liked the the, the Seattle matchup this week. They get Arizona next week. They yep. have Atlanta in Week 15. Super favorable. So, so I mean, there, there's a handful of matchups in there that are kind of good. And I if. It, they're going to be tough matchups too. New Orleans is in there. Baltimore is in there. Green Bay is in there. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to throw to win in some of these games, and they're going to be tough ones. Uh, Melvin Gordon, going back to the Thursday night game, two huge workload games with new offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. Now, getting rid of Ken Wisenhunt, who has now been fired midseason in two consecutive years, always seems to be a plus. Do you believe that we this is the real Melvin Gordon, that he's going to continue to be an effective workhorse back going forward? Or... Do you think there's just a two-game blip on the radar? I mean, it's worth noting that Melvin Gordon has now played in six games. Mm-hmm. And it, usually, you know, you have a preseason that lasts about four games, and mm-hmm. he, his four-game preseason happened to happen in week five, six, seven, and eight, where okay. he did next to nothing, <laughs> yeah. and now he's good. Uh, it, go figure. He's, he's Melvin Gordon. He's yeah. a good player. He, he, had to, he had to get acclimated to this. I think that he's going to be pretty solid the rest of the year. The return of Russell Okung to that offensive line certainly helps as well. Sure. That's, that Plus, helps. I think, when, I think our theory of when he was coming back is still in play that they, they might not want to keep him and they might continue to run the wheels off him as well. Absolutely. Let's continue talking to Chargers for just a minute. Their wide receivers have combined for zero touchdowns in six games. And they've got Keenan Allen. They've got Mike Williams. A, is Mike Williams just a flat-out drop? And B, do you have the stones to sabotage drop Keenan Allen? That's is that stones, is that, right? is that is the way to go? Tough question number four. That's right. It feels that way. <laughs> so, Mike Williams, you guys dropping? Yeah. Dropping in in a standard a, league, a touchdown dependent yeah. receiver who has no Sta- touchdowns. Standard on the redraft season. league, yeah, he's absolutely droppable. Yeah, probably. It's it's tough. It depends on your roster, I guess. But yeah, I don't think yes, that. Yes, yes, okay. I don't have the ability to sabotage drop Keenan Allen. Though. No, he, he he's shown that upside. He it, it was like what week three or week it's, four that he was like maybe the best wide receiver in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Something's got to give. It'll come back. It's like the Julio stretch or the DeAndre Hopkins stretch. Those touchdowns will start coming. And and he has been injured for a few weeks now. I know he was questionable, and he played in that Bears game a few weeks ago. He's got you know the long layoff right now after after a Thursday Mm -hmm. night game. I believe they play in Mexico. Well, let me ask you this: next week, and then have a bye. So yeah, it's Kansas City, then bye. Um, Let me ask you this about Keenan Allen: Are you? Trading many leagues have got their trading deadline either this weekend or next mm-hmm. weekend. Are you trading Keenan Allen on name value right now, or do you think his value has dropped so low that the return is not going to be worth it? I'm looking at the buy low angle on Keenan Allen You're right now low. and and, right. and seeing if I can get him. For I think the I'd be closer to buy low than to sell okay. at this point because I do think it'd be a sell low. All right, is Hunter Henry a top three fantasy tight end? No, I still got. 
Kittle, Kittle Kelsey. Kelsey. I think Zach Ertz is still above. Yeah, Hooper's, Hooper. Hooper's in that conversation. By, Evan Engram went healthy. By points per game, almost yeah. none of those guys Henry, are in the conversation. Yeah, Henry's way up there. Henry's awesome in points per game. He has been, yeah. You know, if you finish, if you think he's going to stay healthy for the rest of the season, which has not been a sure thing to this point, he's Hunter also Henry's been great. awesome in missed games per season. Well, yes. He's he very is. good at that. I think, are we just talking redraft here? Because yeah, I'm just talking redraft for the rest of the season. I think you can make a very strong argument for top three. Top three, I think you can too. Uh, I've noticed that the two tight ends that played last night, Hunter Henry and Darren Waller, mm-hmm. are on like everybody's team together. Because yeah. when when Henry went Henry down went with down, the injury, everybody scrambled. Injury, the everybody scrambled, yeah. scrambled and went. Oh, who do I pick up? Oh, this Waller guy did well. Yes. So everybody's got both of them right now, and I don't mind acquiring either of those guys from that team that's got both Waller and Henry. That makes sense. Last one. In Empire and Dynasty Leagues, is Josh Jacobs a top five overall asset? Not top five overall. He's because I, I, I have I wide receivers normally ranked he, pretty high. Travis and you got, Kelsey's in that, I yeah, think. Yeah, you if got Barkley, McCaffrey, and Cook. If he starts catching more passing, catching mm-hmm. more passes as the season goes on, yeah. then he would be, but not yet. Not yet. He's, he's probably he's top he's 10 close. or 15. He's yeah. getting there. It's, it's in that conversation. If he keeps going at this pace through the rest of the season and adds in a few receptions, they expand the offense for him a little bit, yeah. which they might. Josh Jacobs could be a top five overall Empire Dynasty League asset. If you love this show, go to fanball.com slash charge for my free player rankings, my free $1,000 weekly contest, frantic auctions, and podcasts, and a lot of other good stuff, too. Fanball.com slash charge. Many thanks to everybody who takes the time to rank and review the show on your podcasting platform of choice. Thank you for listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. We'll talk to you next week. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.